Hello there. Hello there. And welcome to the Sift Takers Snapshots podcast. I'm your host this evening, Will Pinter. And join with me are Colin Brown. Hello. And Rich Polly. Hello. All right, boys. So we're going to talk a bit about lists. We've had a a few games now with the points changes and and we've played around with a few lists. I'll be honest with you, I've pretty much stuck with the same one, hence why I'm hosting and I'm going to talk to you. So, Colm, what is it you've been there? What have you been flying and why? Well, we had our monthly Tuesday night tournament yesterday and I brought uh, five Thai SFs, which is something we talked about once the points came out, the fact that you could fit five in uh, with optics and an EBT of choice. So we first, I was thinking, you just go for all of the threes, the initiative three ones with optics and fanatical. And then what I ended up doing was going with four threes with crack shot and optics and blackout with crack shot and optics. I just thought trying to front load the damage with crack shot would be better than having fanatical because it's not going to trigger until you've lost three shields. So like, you're probably not going to get that much use out of it. Okay. Was it? <laughs> I didn't really get that many crack shots off. I think it's like it's a solid list, really. It's a, it's obviously it's very comparable to the five resistance A wings because they've got optics and various EPTs and you've a choice of pilots and so on. But the main difference being that you know the A wings have got three green dice and less health, and the SFs have got. Six health and only two greens. And, but there's a few other differences as well. I think the main one you have to talk about is the the A-Wings have the boost. And they can boost and focus. Like that ability to you know, boost in to get blocks. Like reposition yourself uh, whilst also modding your dice is strong. The, the SFs kind of just have to, you know, do their move, focus and hope that's good enough. But the, the, the SFs aren't worrying about like, oh yeah they are. I was going to say they're not worried about spinning the turret, but they are now, aren't they? Well, no, they're not. So if you t- if you have the if you don't put the gunner on, that gives them the extra dice at the front. You literally you just point your turret backwards, and that's it. You never there's no reason for you to change around where it's facing, so you never have to spend actions on that, which is good. So it gives you a bit a bit, bit of better action economy, you reckon, on, than the uh, obviously minus the boost and the A wings. Not really, because the A wings like. The airings can occasionally get caught out with their arc pointing the wrong way, but generally uh, you're fine. You just kind of go fast and spin it and focus, and you get stressed, but you can clear it anyway. So it doesn't matter. What's it like on the joust? On the joust, it's pretty good. Like I cleaned up an arc, got in a bad spot against me, and like just one rounded an arc, which is good because I'm I was initiative killing it as well at three and four against a two. You know, kill bigs in a turn. It's like, it's pretty solid. It's just 10 dice. You're expecting close enough to 10 hits. Do you reckon you're going to carry it on going forward? You know, probably not. I think that, like, it's a nice, it's a decent list, and it's something you have to respect if you see it across the table, but I think it probably is just worse than the the five A-wings. So, you know, it's kind of there if you really like your, you've got, you know, five SFs and you want to use them. Like, it's definitely good. I just don't think it's as good. Mm. I mean, Rick, what, what do you think of the list, Rich? Uh, it, it was called out, like, as four 
SFs was Gunner a while ago being a really strong list. I think just in the first set of points from second edition, maybe, uh, maybe after the first points change. Um, it was something that people kind of said, this is this is probably really good, but nobody will fly it because there's other stuff that's easier to put on the table because most people only owned one or two SFs um, from first edition. A few people own four, let alone five. But it, it's one of those things, I think, uh, as Colm said, that you have to respect it because it's almost like first order beef. There's just loads and loads of accurate attacks and loads and loads of hull and shields to chew through. So, you know, if you don't round uh, one round one of them, you're getting, you know, those 10 red dice coming back at you. And with optics, you're pretty much looking at, what is it, about 70-something percent chance for two hits if you don't have heroic to bump it up. I think heroic bumps it up from 70-something to 80-something yeah, um, for the A-wing, like, so it's a bit less, but not much less. Heroic's only a couple of percent difference, really. Yeah, so it's like massively high chance of just two hits coming out of every shot, every turn. So, you know, and they're shooting at, as you say, three and four, so they're going to be initiative killing a lot of the low stuff. So I, th- I think it's a really solid list. It's also something that you probably do well with at largest tournaments because there's a reasonably high chance that people you're playing against won't have ever seen it before. Because uh, it's not going to be a common list. Because you know, Colm, you had to borrow uh, bits and bobs to to run it last night, um, and I think everybody's going to be in that situation because nobody's going to own five of them things, are they? We'll see more of it higher up, but less of it because of the buy-in. You reckon? Poss- possibly. I mean, they're they're launched. Uh, are they re-releasing them in wave five? The SFs? No, it's this wave. Oh, is it this wave? It's wave yeah. four. So you might see people buying into them like you have done with um, the RZ2s with them being released for second edition, I guess. But, you know, if you're going to sink whatever 120 quid into five ships to put on a, on the table, you're probably going to sink it into five A-wings, aren't you? Not five SFs. So, yeah, it's, depends, uh, it's a good list. Depends whether you like the light side or the dark side, don't it? That's true. It's all about the theme. <laughs> So, with that, Rich, what were you flying then? I was wanting to just do something a bit different because I've been just waiting for the, the new wave. Um, So the, the M1s and the Resistance Transport are my two major factions. So I was just kind of biding my time. And I've wanted to fly Luke Skywalker with Sense for a while. So I flew him with, you know, Torps and R2-D2 and Shield Upgrade and all sorts of stuff, like 93 points of Luke Skywalker or something with Sense. Then I put Jake with Outmaneuver and Lone Wolf, and then two Initiative 1 Phoenix Squadrons with Crackshot. So it was three rounds, went 2-1. I lost against Ed Balls and four Ektai Advanced. Uh, and it was really close, a uh, really, really close game. Um, another 15 minutes, because the, the hour rounds, of course. Another 15 minutes. Luke hadn't managed to use a Proton Torpedo. It was my first game with the list, so I flew it kind of badly. But Luke was cycling around with target locks on Marek. So, you know, and his shields were gone, but I hadn't half-pointed him. So it was one of those ones where I thought an extra 15 minutes, and this would have been close, but an extra 15 minutes, and he would have started taking other ships off the board. So don't know if I would have won it or not, but it felt like a really strong list. And getting sense on Luke was really, really strong. Uh, so in my second game, I was playing against Han uh, with Braylon and Thane. Yeah, so it was quite a lightweight hand, and there was a series of about three turns where Luke was just in range one of hand, and um, so I was just sent, I sent him, and I just put in an A wing where Ham was going to be, and then the next turn doing the same thing, and just keeping on repeating it, 
and so I was able to regen with Luke um, on one turn, get a couple of range ones and take the other ships off the board, which got me the win just by blocking Han up so he couldn't shoot anything, keeping him out of the fight. So it was uh, good in that sense. And then the last game, um, ah, I didn't cool. get to use it. Well, the last game was great because I didn't get to use it because it was against Guri um, with advanced sensors. So there's literally no point. So, you know, where are you going to be? I don't know. What have you dialed in? Doesn't matter. I'll go wherever I want to. So it was <laughs> an experience playing against Guri. I've not faced that particular build before. Uh, so, so, yeah, I think there's I think there's quite a lot to sense. It's one of those things. It's a bit like um, old Intel agent in, uh, in version one. Is once you get into the scrum, if you've got ships like A-Wings that can double reposition and get into really squirrely little places, you can just deny people action efficiency. And as long as you can capitalise on that, then you're going to be in a good spot. And I think it showed at um, Nationals or Grand Championship, whatever it was, the guy that came second, whose name escapes, was it Tim Marston, maybe? Not Tim. I can't remember. Uh, but he was flying the 3i4 Jedi, and he had sense on Mace, I think. And, you know, he came second in a 200-ish person tournament. So, you know, that was kind of a a signal to me that maybe there was something to it. So, yeah, I'm glad to give it a try um, because I'm about to enter a month of flying N1 Starfighters and Resistance Jank. And I'm not going to be touching Rebels for a while, never mind Luke Skywalker. So, so yeah, it was good. Good fun. Mm. I mean, people are talking about Sense Vader now more since the points change. I've noticed that much. So, you know, I don't know why it has all of a sudden come to people's minds, this sense. But, yeah, people are talking about sense Vader and things like that. So, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure it makes sense on Vader, like, because he's got so many ways to spend his force and no way to get them back. And Luke, I think one of the reasons it's decent on Luke and on Mace is because they've got ways to regenerate more force than just the one a turn. Um, so, obviously, Luke, if you shoot at me, gets it back. Mace, if he's doing red moves, you can force regen stuff. Like you can you can force the force to re- recover, I should say. So, like it makes sense on them because if you spend a force to use it at range three, um, it's not, you know, you're not putting yourself behind for the following turn. Where with Vader, you know, if you're spending a force to use sense out to range three, and then also spending a force to use your ability, you're suddenly getting behind the curve on keeping your forces topped up as you can. And I think hate is the thing that's making Vader tick. So I'm not sure it works with. But, you know, I don't play him, so I'm just head-simming. Yeah. I think it's I mean, definitely... If you can use sense to get yourself in the, into an advantageous position, you would definitely use it. Because you'll probably make that force back later in the game. Yeah, and I guess probably a mistake that people will make is they'll use sense every turn because they've got something they can use it on rather than just using it on the turns where they're trying to, to tip the scales. Yeah. So... Yeah, speaking of Naboo fighters, everyone excited for this week? Um, what are you most excited for? <laughs> so there's a couple of things. They're probably not good because they're too expensive, but Duke Torpedoes are going to go on a list for me at some point. Probably on Anakin because he's got a force to modify them as well. So that's going to be fun. I think Padme is going to be the standout piece for the N1s. I think she's going to fall into some kind of three or four ship build I'll be giving her a try and then Rick Lee, I think is just a, is going to be really popular because he's quite cheap um, and you can run him with nothing on him or you know just a regen droid or something use him as a flanker he's at initiative five so you know if you get a good angles of attack on people 
there's no way they can go faster than you because if you know they're having to turn to face you, they're doing a three maximum, and you can be coming in on a four straight or a five straight, and then turning yourself into a defender stat line ship with a free evade. So I think Rico Lee's going to be, he's going to appear everywhere to start off with, definitely. And he's quite an exciting ship because I think it'll be fun to fly because you've got to think about what you're going to do a couple of turns in advance because people know you're going to be going fast. So that's going to be a good laugh. And then on a resistance side, I think I think the resistance Falcon's going to come to life because of the crew. We talked about it a few episodes ago, but between the one that allows you to change the speed of your manoeuvre so you can make it like, is it one speed faster, <laughs> but it increases its yeah, difficulty? Yeah, um, and then uh, the person that allows you to clear your all of your stress with a blue plus the title basically means that you can be doing all sorts of absolute nonsense. And if it's on hand, it's going to be more of that at initiative six, I decide where I'm going to put my ship, which is one of the reasons they've taken inertial dampeners off the Rebel Falcon. Um, and they've almost just given them a, a better version um, in resistance. So we'll see. We'll see if it makes Jack Mooney go and fly a Resistance Falcon. So we'll know it's good. <laughs> and Colm, what are you excited for? Resistance stuff. I'm definitely going to try and fly out some of those new crew in the Falcon, try the Resistance transport and the pod. I'm definitely looking forward to those new Boeing models. They're just so... I'm just going to spin them round and round and round. <laughs> I might not even put them on the table, but I'll definitely be spinning them. Fair one. I mean, I'm I'm excited, obviously for the bomber because the sis repackaging of new ships with the same model. I'm not like over excited about. So, you know, um, I've got all my scum that I need. But um, yeah, them new bombers and DBS 404 is definitely the one I'm looking forward to. Extra dice at range zero to one. 36 points with Van for- Proton torpedoes <laughs> at range one. Six dice Proton torp. I'll take that, you know what I mean, uh, for 36 points. If you if you shoot it, great, I've lost 36 points, wounder, you know what I mean. So, uh, yeah, if you, you either shoot him before he comes in or try and shoot him after he's come in, take your pick. Uh, he's, he's, he's the one that I'm looking forward to having fun with, I reckon. I think we're going to see a lot of Finn in the attack pod because the internet has realised how broken he is. Um, That's... So. Reel that back in. Like well, there's a lot of people well, saying, let's put perceptive co-pilot on Finn. Let's put Rose on Finn. And like, sure, there's some combos there, but like, all of a sudden, he's becoming a forty-point ship almost. And I'll take that forty points down in one shot quite happily. Well, you probably won't. Well, with DPS four hundred four, you might. But like, he is good. But like, I think people are looking at investing way too many points into him. Yeah, but I mean, look at it. What what initiative value is he at? Three. Three. So he's he's sitting at initiative three. So mm-hmm. anything that's initiative four, coming in out manoeuvre, anything like that, Gurry is pretty much wiping him out. I mean, I'm wiping him out with Grievous. You know, uh, what's, what's the stat line then? Two two. Two two. So he's basically a Z ninety five, but his ability is he can add a focus on defence uh, if he takes a strain, or he can add a blank. Yeah, right? he can add a focus on him. On, on defense, if he takes a strain, which is if he takes a strain, he's he's rolling one less dice. But the thing is, so it's like while you defend an attack, so what you do is you roll your two greens, yeah, yeah, you get whatever they are, and then you say, all right, I'm going to take a strain to add the focus result, which you do, yeah, 
And then you say you spared your focus. You probably, if you put heroic on him, like you're guaranteed pretty much at least two evades. And yeah. then you say, all right, now after defending, I discard my strain. So actually on defense, it's really, really strong. Like it's you gain the strain token, but like it doesn't really make a difference unless somehow you start stacking them up. Yeah, I don't know how that would interact. I would see it as that strain token would stay till you defended the second time. Oh, well, we'll need to look at the timings of it to be sure. But yeah, because otherwise you'd take the strain every time because it wouldn't affect you. Yeah, which like maybe you do. Uh, oh well, it'd be an interesting one to figure out on the table and. Uh, any of the rules lawyers out there want to chip in at the end of the podcast and when we put it on, uh, we'd like to hear your thoughts on it, definitely. Hold on, that's a nice talking point. Sure, and I'm just looking at that. We should look, probably just be right about this strain thing. So, a ship is strained while it has at least one strain token. While a strained ship defends, it rolls one fewer defense die. This strain token is a red token, whatever. After a strange ship defends, it removes one strain token. So how I read that happening with Finn is Finn rolls his defense dice. Say he gets two blanks and he has heroic. He re-rolls those. And then he says, I'm going to take a strain and add in an eyeball result. And then he can spend that. And then the defending has finished. It's after he is defended, it removes the strain token. Yeah, but then you take the strain token every time for yes. no for no impact whatsoever. Yes. Well, you can only do it once because it's pointless unless you've unless you somehow got multiple focus tokens, like putting perceptive on or something. But yeah, you you take the strain every time because why wouldn't you? But the whole idea of taking a strain token is so it has an effect. But maybe they want that effect to be on offense only that's relevant and they want to make him tanky. Like this, like I think it's pretty clear cut just by the rules reference. Maybe they've intended it to work this way or maybe they've just worded, worded it crappily. Who knows? So he takes a strain token to add an eyeball. Whilst result. defending, yeah. And then after defending, which is obviously after while defending, yeah. you discard the strain token. So essentially he doesn't take a strain token. When defending, yeah. Well, I, that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. You, you might as well just say Finn adds an eyeball result. On defence. And he on gets defense. a strain if he does it on offence, which is correct. It makes him not abjectly terrible. Yeah. So, Okay. That's enough talk about the, the list then from Rich and Cole. We are... Going to be doing an event this weekend, so we'll probably be back Monday with telling us how the list went on or how we all did. And all that's left really is Colm. Tell us about the Sith Taker Open that's uh, coming up next year. Yeah, so we've got the Sith Taker Open. A lot of you have probably seen it on Facebook already. On the first weekend of February in 2020, so the first and second of Feb, we're having a tournament in Element Games in Stockport. Uh, we're going to try and make it something a bit special. Just really good prize support. We're already talking to Kaga uh, 2, uh, people like All Wings to do really nice alt art cards for us. And it's just we're just hoping to have a really like good, fun tournament. You know, it's going to be over two days. So you know, six rounds of Swiss on the first day, cut on the second day, along with a host of different side events. You know, like uh, furballs and hyperspace 
tournaments or maybe even some other stuff like Armada or IA, Imperial Assault. Uh, so book out that weekend. Come along and hang out with us. It should be fun. I mean, loads of accommodation in the area, loads of people about, you know, so yeah, it, it should be a good weekend. I'm looking forward to it. And hopefully loads of people can come down and spend some time with us all. Yeah. Well, thanks very much, Cole. So, all that's left to say, goodbye from Cole. Goodbye. Goodbye from Rich. Goodbye. Till the next time on the Sith Takers Snapshots podcast. I'm a scat man. I'm a scat man. Pew! <laughs> 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 <laughs>